Alright everybody, I'm Logan Alec, I'm a CPA, and this is my update for Thursday, December 11th. First of all, new jobless claim numbers came out this morning, it's Thursday, so that's typical. More than 947,000 new regular unemployment claims were filed last week, that's up nearly 229,000 from the week before. Granted, two weeks ago was Thanksgiving, but still that's a huge increase. Nearly 428,000 applied for PUA, so unemployment numbers are drastically rising again, and we still haven't seen a stimulus bill. All right, before we get into the updates, though, I want to paint a picture for you and get your take on it. Let's say this $908 billion stimulus proposal does get passed this year in the lame duck, okay, and signed into law. However, keep in mind, right, because the clock is ticking, every day that goes by and we don't see a bill, the chances of a bill passing are getting slimmer and slimmer. It's already Thursday, we haven't seen a bill, but let's say this thing gets passed, okay? Can you just see the scenario now? Let's fast forward to the last week of January, okay? It's late January, Biden's been inaugurated, we have a new Congress, and Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer are pushing hard for another stimulus. They said what we did in December, that was a down payment, now we want to pay in full. Can't you just see Mitch McConnell and other Senate Republicans just looking at, you know, the calendar on their watch and saying, what? We just did a relief package a month ago in December. Let's wait and see how that money's being used, how that PPP money's going out, if businesses are spending it, how it's affecting the economy and unemployment, and gee, you know, we got all these vaccines now. We got the Pfizer, Moderna, maybe even Johnson & Johnson by that point. What's the rush on another package? I think we're turning the corner here on COVID. Let's wait and see. And then another package doesn't happen if it happens at all for months. Because remember, as we've said several times before, even if Dems win both of those Georgia Senate races, that would make it 50-50 in the Senate, right? With Kamala Harris being the tiebreaker, because as Vice President of the United States, she would be President of the Senate. But apart from certain things like confirmations, to pass a stimulus bill, you would need at least 60 votes in the Senate to avoid a filibuster and advance a bill to a final vote. The final vote, you just need a simple majority. But to advance a bill to a final vote, you need 60 votes for closure. So even if Democrats win both of those Georgia uh, runoff races, they get 50 votes in the Senate, they would still need at least 10 Republicans to hit 60. And you might say, oh, you know, that's easy. Look at how many Republicans right now are open to lame duck stimulus. Okay, granted, but this lame duck stimulus would be the first stimulus package passed in almost nine months. Would they have as much of an appetite for more stimulus in January within a month after passing lame duck stimulus, right? Within two months, within three months. Because remember, after the CARES Act, what was the Republicans' favorite thing to say about another stimulus bill for months? Remember? It was, well, you know, we just have to wait and see, right? We've got to wait till all the money's spent. So I want to know, can you see that scenario happening? Also, what is my point in asking this? My point is that this lame duck stimulus, if it happens, it might be our last bite at the apple for a while. I know Biden says he wants to do something fast, like January fast, but let's be realistic here. It would have only happened that fast if there was some massive blue wave in the congressional races, which there were not, okay? Biden has hearkened back to the Recovery Act in 2009, how quickly that got passed, right? Obama was inaugurated on January 20th. The American Recovery and Reinvestment Act was passed within a month. I think it was that second week of February or something like that. But folks, when that thing was passed, Republicans were all but irrelevant. Democrats had 255 House votes compared to 178 Republicans in the House at that point. And more importantly, in the Senate, there were 56 Democrats with two independents, Bernie Sanders and uh, Lieberman, I think, who usually voted with Dems. So they basically had 58 votes. They only needed two Republicans. They got three on the ARRA. Susan Collins was one of them. But also keep in mind that that 2009 Recovery Act, that was only $800 billion, right? And it was really the first response to that crisis. We've already had a big first response, the CARES Act. So all this is to say, and this 
kind of leads to what I'm going to talk about uh, Joe Manchin saying yesterday. This is all to say I'm not sure how much comfort surrounding the inadequacies of these lame duck stimulus proposals we can derive from the fact that Biden and Dems see lame duck stimulus as just a down payment. Okay, That's all I'm saying. Do you agree? What do you think? If lame duck stimulus is passed, do you really think we're getting another stimulus package anytime soon in 2021? Let me know in the comments below. All right, on to the updates. We still do not have a bill for that $908 billion bipartisan stimulus proposal. You'll recall that Senator Mark Warner said over the weekend that we should see a bill early this week. Well, now it's Thursday. It is squarely late this week, and we still have not seen a bill. I released my video yesterday titled $908 billion stimulus outline released, but where's the freaking bill? And that's still where we are at today, which is a six-page outline to look at. The Hill is reporting that a GOP aide is saying that this failure to produce a bill by yesterday is a significant problem given that the clock is ticking. This aide said at the very latest, language is needed by Saturday. That's in two days. The bipartisan group is still debating those two sticking points, liability protection and state and local funding. The number two Republican, John Thune, said that Republicans aren't too keen on providing $160 billion to state and local, which many Republicans call blue state bailouts. Thune said including the state and local funding in the final bill would definitely complicate the Republican vote total on the bill itself. But look, the bipartisan group, they seem determined to leave it in there, right? State and local funding along with liability protection. McGonnell suggested taking both out earlier this week. That was not warmly received. Now, in terms of liability protection, Senator Lindsey Graham is leading the negotiations on that from the Republican side. Senator Angus King is leading the negotiations on that from the Democratic side. Previously, John Cornyn was leading those negotiations from the Republican side and Dick Durbin from the Democratic side, but Cornyn and Durbin failed to make a deal on liability protection over the weekend. So now it's Lindsey Graham and Angus King negotiating that out. That's a little concerning to me that the previous senators who were trying to work out the liability protection language were not able to do so. And so now they've been replaced to give another pair another shot. That kind of freaks me out a little bit, right? <laughs> uh, makes me concerned that they're actually going to agree to something eventually. It's possible, though, this is a mountain out of molehill because according to one law firm's database of court cases, there have only been 23 COVID-19 liability cases in which a consumer plaintiff alleges that they were exposed to the virus at a defendant business's place of business. So is this worth stalling and potentially killing stimulus over? Uh, Angus King did say yesterday that he's close to an agreement with Lindsey Graham, but he said that it's possible that the language they've almost agreed to in liability protection may turn some Democrats off. So again, State and local language might turn Republicans off. Liability protection language might turn Democrats off. That's been the story of failed stimulus negotiations in a nutshell thus far. Yesterday on the Senate floor, Mitch McConnell accused Democrats of stalling COVID relief. He said that at every turn, Democrats have delayed, deflected, moved the goalpost, and made the huge number of places where Congress agrees into a hostage for the few places where it does not agree. Of course, he had in mind Pelosi's rejection of the latest Republican proposal, the $916 billion proposal that Mnuchin presented to Pelosi on Tuesday that has appeared at this point to be more of a distraction than anything. Without unemployment assistance, it's almost a non-starter for Democrats as well as many moderate Republicans. It does have $600 stimulus checks in it, as I've said this week, but without unemployment, it's just a no-go for too many people. McConnell called Pelosi's and Schumer's rejection of the new Mnuchin proposal schizophrenic and criticized the Democrats for, get this, blocking unemployment aid. Hold on, Mitch. You're saying Pelosi and Schumer are schizophrenic for blocking unemployment aid in the same breath you criticize them for rejecting a proposal because it doesn't include unemployment aid? 
Meanwhile, Mitch, you put forth a proposal last week that did not include any unemployment aid nor stimulus checks. So who's the schizo one here, Mitch? I mean, come on, that's just a ridiculous statement. Schumer hit back. He said the Republican leader, as usual, gave a very angry speech this morning. It would do a whole lot of good if the Republican leader would drop the daily tirades. And Pelosi, a reporter told her that many Republicans think that Pelosi should be negotiating directly with Mitch McConnell right now, to which Pelosi responded, is that what they think? Good for them. Tell them to go meet with McConnell, implying that McConnell is the one who doesn't want to negotiate, not Pelosi. So what can I say? Things are getting ugly again, not that they were ever very pretty to begin with. Before we leave this point, John Thune, number two Republican senator, said yesterday on the topic of stimulus checks, most of our members would rather have an extension of the plussed up benefit, that's referring to the supercharged unemployment, rather than having those checks referring to stimulus checks, because at least those are going to people who don't have jobs. And right now, they really need help. Okay, Thune, then why did McConnell appear to bless the new Mnuchin proposal that basically said the opposite of what you said, that they want checks, not unemployment? And, and Mnuchin yesterday defended the $600 stimulus checks, saying they're a more effective and efficient way of getting money out. They've worked out the details of the stimulus deposits, and they can get people money by Christmas, assuming a stimulus check bill is passed as opposed to unemployment. Mnuchin said states could really drag that along. Bottom line. There's like no consistency here in terms of the Republican position on stimulus checks versus unemployment. You have the White House pushing for checks without unemployment. You have John Thune saying Republicans would rather have unemployment than stimulus checks. It's all very confusing. In other stimulus check news, Bernie Sanders was on PBS yesterday. They're talking about if Trump will support a $1,200 stimulus check. Bernie says yes, he will if pushed. I think that's fairly obvious at this point. Trump has been very publicly supportive of stimulus checks. I don't even know why they were talking about this. Of course, Trump would support another stimulus check. Trump's not the issue here. The issue here is partisan gridlock in Congress. Speaking of Congress, Joe Manchin, who is the head Democrat in the bipartisan group behind the $908 billion proposal, he was on CNBC yesterday talking to Shepard Smith. I'll put a link to the full interview in the description below. I think producers got a hold of Shepard and said, okay, Shepard, you got to sound real mad here and get the people riled up. So Shepard was actually pretty confrontational with Manchin. He directly asked Manchin why there is not a stimulus check in the bipartisan proposal. Manchin said there are no stimulus checks in the proposal, quote, because the emergency basically is more with the people who are unemployed, who don't have a job, who don't have a check, who have nothing. This is an emergency to get us through the first quarter, which will be the most difficult quarter that we've ever had, end quote. What do you think about this statement? Do you agree with Joe Manchin, who's kind of quarterbacking this $908 billion proposal from the Democratic side? Do you agree with Manchin that the emergency facing the nation right now is more so with the people who are unemployed? Let me know in the comments your thought on this statement, because it's controversial. And keep in mind, we're not just comparing the unemployed, you know, versus the gainfully employed here. We're not comparing, you know, the unemployed individual versus the white-collar professional making, you know, eighty to $200,000 a year working from home right now in their jammies. That comparison is not relevant here. What we are comparing is the unemployed versus those on fixed income, right? The unemployed versus those out of the workforce entirely. The unemployed versus the marginally employed. Can you really compare those groups? Is it even fair to make that comparison? Is what Manchin said here fair? What do you think about the statement? Do you agree with Manchin on this? Personally, I don't like to see this kind of talk. You know, well, well, you know, I have it worse because I'm out of a job. But then, oh, well, I have it worse because, you know, I still have to go to work, but I'm making barely anything. It just creates a lot of resentment and animosity. If you're on your last dime right now, but you don't fall into this unemployed category, 
you look at this mansion guy. He says, well, you know, the emergency, it's, it's more right now facing those who are who are unemployed. You're going to be like, what? You know, what about me? And that's a fair, a fair feeling. Um, after this, though, Manchin kind of painted the $900 billion as the perfect number, so to speak, for another stimulus proposal. He said Democrats have wanted $2-plus trillion for so long. Now, recently in Pelosi's secret proposal, it was in the ballpark of $1.3, $1.4. Republicans have been stuck on skinny bills, right, at least in the Senate, in the ballpark of half a billion. So Manchin was kind of painting the $900 billion figure in his group's proposal as the magic number to reach agreement. I think he's implying there that if they did add stimulus checks to this thing, right, let's say $1,200 stimulus checks, that takes you from $900 billion to $1.2 trillion, right? And even $600 stimulus checks gets you over the trillion mark. I think he's implying here that such a move, such a price tag would be a non-starter with many Republicans. So I think in not so many words, he's trying to give off the impression that this bipartisan group in terms of a top line is being held back by Mitch McConnell and that's why they can't throw in stimulus checks at this point. Manchin then brought up the whole down payment line that this bipartisan proposal during the lame duck session is not a do-all, end-all. He said that Biden will come in in January and will put together another package to get us out of this mess we have. And all the bipartisan group is trying to do is to bridge that gap. Personally, like I said at the beginning of this video, I think that's a bit of a overly rosy view of how the early, uh, early days of the Biden administration will transpire. How about you? What do you think? Nevertheless, Manchin was very reassuring that this bipartisan group is going to get this bill done. He kind of implied something about timing, by the way. He said, hopefully, the bill becomes a bill the first of the week, meaning next Monday, I think. Uh, and then you vote on it, right? So is he saying that we're not going to see a bill until next Monday? Here's the clip if you want to listen to it for yourself. He's kind of making it sound like the bill won't become a bill until Monday if you just take his words literally and then they vote on it. Uh, maybe he's just trying to give them as much time as possible. We might see it earlier. But I'll play the clip. Let me know what you think Manchin is saying here about timing. But we don't even have a bill yet. There's no indication. Yeah, you're from getting close to one. We're the only ones doing anything. Nobody else is doing anything. You must and understand the people's all, we'll work frustration. All night tonight. We'll work all night tonight, Shepard. We've been working every night, 16, 18 hours. You think you'll staffs. have something that'll pass tomorrow or the next day? Well, basically, they extended it for next week. We're going through this thing and we're going to have it done. We will. No one thought we would have anything that we brought out today. We brought 90% of a bill and showed you line by line. That's called basically a scheduled overview of what we're doing. And then they'll put the legislative language to it. And the bill becomes basically a bill, hopefully the first of the week. And then you vote on it. All right. Then Shepard and Manchin talked about D.C. corruption and how the system is broken. I won't get into all that, but you can watch the full interview. I left a link in the description below if you'd like to check that out. In terms of congressional updates, the House voted yesterday in favor of that one-week stopgap measure that is basically a mini-continuing resolution to keep the government funded for another week beyond the current deadline, December 11th, extending that to December 18th at current funding level. So this overwhelmingly passed the House, 345 votes to 67. The Senate will likely vote on it today, maybe tomorrow. It'll pass there. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking hopefully today gives Trump enough time to sign it before midnight tomorrow. So bottom line, it looks like Congress is buying themselves another week here to get something done. And we are eagerly awaiting that group of bipartisan senators to finally produce a bill to go along with their proposal. Keep in mind that at this point, it is a foregone conclusion that stimulus will be packaged together with the government funding omnibus. Pelosi and McConnell have both signaled that alongside other prominent uh, members of Congress. All right, in terms of COVID-19, we had 218,667 new cases yesterday with 3,055 deaths. Yes, over 3,000 deaths for the first time in a single day in the United States from COVID-19. That's not good, folks. 
Not good at all. Very sad. However, today is the day that the FDA Advisory Committee on Vaccines is meeting. In fact, they're meeting right now to recommend approval of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. You can watch this community meeting live on YouTube on the FDA's YouTube channel. I put a link in the description below if you'd like to watch that meeting transpire live. It will likely be something that lasts all day, so maybe that's just something to pop uh, in and out of throughout the day. Basically, if this committee recommends approval of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, the FDA will almost guaranteed approve it for emergency distribution. That final approval could come as early as today, possibly tomorrow. I'm hoping they don't drag their feet on that. I don't think they will, because truly this vaccine is the first step forward in returning to normal, or at least the new normal. All right, everybody, that is my update for now. Thank you so much for watching, and I'll see you in the next video. Bye-bye.